0: Welcome to Drop the Bags, Bitch, the podcast, where we talk about healing from traumatic marriages and divorces. I'm your host, Melinda Gurdung, certified life coach, domestic violence survivor, and the divorce coach for women who want to get over their ex and live their best life. Hey, my friends, how's it going? I'm doing good. So I follow this this Instagram account of Jeffrey Marsh, and his content always makes me feel so seen and he talks a lot about like growing up in an environment that wasn't so supportive and it just really resonates with me and I just feel very seen Um, and one of his posts this week he had posted about if you grow up in an environment where like mockery and being made fun of is part of, part of the norm, then it comes to be where that's what you think love is. You think love is being made fun of. And so it got me thinking about how things like that can end up being really traumatic. And we don't often recognize it as something that was traumatic. And that kind of leads into the topic of, that I want to talk about today, which is big T trauma versus little t trauma. And it's really easy for us to recognize big T trauma, right, it's the rapes, the beatings, the car accidents, etc. cetera. And we know these events are traumatic, we know these events traumatize people, and we can validate that for ourselves and for other people And other people will also validate that for us, right? You get sympathy and understanding for big T trauma. And then little t trauma is much harder to recognize. So it is the accumulation of events that creates the trauma. So if your mother calls you fat as a child, as a one-time event, it might not be a big deal. But when that occurs repeatedly, for 18 years, it can become traumatic. Those little events add up to something quite substantial. And this was the case in my marriage and probably some of y'all's too. It's the little digs all the time. It's being gaslighted all the time. My ex used to make jokes at my expense and they weren't funny jokes, they were mean. And I was the butt of them. And I would express that I didn't like it and that it bothered me. And he would reply that, you know, oh, it's just a joke. Can't you take a joke? And it seems like a small thing, right? Especially when you compare it to something like being punched or something. And in isolation, maybe it is. But after years of that, I stopped saying when it bothered me. I internalized that my comfort was less important than his desire to humor himself. And I started to believe that I wasn't funny and I didn't have a sense of humor. The accumulation of those events had a huge impact. It changed the way I saw myself. It opened me up to stuffing down discomfort from other people, also because it came easy to just blame it on, oh, I don't have a sense of humor, right? As I took that from him, I took it from other people also. I became more willing to stuff down my own discomfort in favor for other people's desires or humor or whatever they were expressing. And I can think of examples from growing up, I used to take violin lessons and I was kind of forced to give concerts to our family and I didn't want to give them because these concerts became just a session of being mocked for how awful it was. And you know, we, I wasn't allowed to not do them. Like I expressed that I didn't want to do them, that they were just making fun of me. And it was like, oh, they're laughing with you, not at you. And I was like, except, you know, but I'm not laughing. Like I'm not finding it funny. I don't like being laughed at. I don't like being mocked. Like, you know, maybe the violin playing wasn't very good, but I mean, it isn't when you've just started but the important part is that when expressing the dislike of the mockery, I was just told that, oh, we were laughing with you, not at you, And except I wasn't laughing. I was uncomfortable. I didn't want to do the fucking concerts. But what it was was a message that my feelings were not important, my feelings were not valid, and the only way to avoid being made fun of is to do everything perfectly all the time right it's not to suck at anything which becomes detrimental later on like this is the birth of perfectionism when if you can't do something perfectly you shouldn't do it at all right and maybe in isolation it's easy to look at it and and dismiss it as something significant But that is just one incident of a lifetime of similar incidents that reinforced that my feelings were not valid or important. And that stuff affects how you see the world and how you interact with it. It carries with you even into adulthood. A few years ago, I went on a tubing, a river tubing trip with uh, a big group of people and so we were as a group in our inner tubes floating down the river and there was another group of people that had these um, super soaker guns and they had filled the guns with water from the river and were shooting it at everyone who floated by and our group got shot with the the super soakers and i didn't like um being shot with the super soakers like this was nasty ass <laughs> water like uh you didn't really like having it shot in my face but i remember just like forcing myself to laugh because right they are just having a good time my comfort doesn't matter and then i remember someone else in our group like expressing their um displeasure at having that happen and i just remember being so like shocked or like you mean you get to be upset about this and that's what happens when you have a lifetime of of that message that how you feel isn't important or that it's less important than other people's feelings or what other people want you end up stuffing it down and not being honest about the way you feel and not, you know, even honoring your own feelings or your own wants and desires. You end up staying quiet about things you don't want to accept in your life. The impact is quite large. Even though the, the events might have looked small in isolation. Right? And that's the tricky thing about little cheat trauma, right? Is that you pull out one example and people don't validate that it was anything, right? If you look at one isolated insight incident one isolated incident from the outside, it can seem like, oh, not a big deal, right? And so often what happens when someone had little to trauma, they'll share something and people don't validate that experience. They tell you it's not a big deal or it shouldn't bother you. And you know, maybe that one is incident isn't a big deal. But when you have a whole lifetime of similar incidents, they're all adding up to something quite large. And a lot of times we will invalidate ourselves like this too but the trauma is there, right? So your body will be responding to the trauma and in your mind, you're telling yourself that, oh, it's not a big deal and it shouldn't bother you and what the fuck is wrong with you that you're so bothered, right? You're telling yourself that you're overreacting and you're just really broken and on and on with these, these lies, but it is a big deal. It happened and it caused you pain. And I am not saying all this and telling these stories so that we can wallow in victimhood, right? That is not the vibe. I am saying all this because it is impossible to heal the trauma while you are gaslighting yourself about it. Because it is gaslighting yourself when you are telling yourself that your experience was invalid, when you are telling yourself that it shouldn't have bothered you that it wasn't a big deal, that you are overreacting. If it affected you, if it caused you trauma, then it was a big deal. And in order to heal, you first have to acknowledge it. You have to look it square in the face and say, yes, this happened and it hurt me. This experience was a source of pain. Only then can you begin to heal it. Only then can you begin to look at the whole experience and actually see how it is affecting you and begin to undo that. Only then can you begin to give those wounded parts the love and the care and the healing that they need. So my friends, I, wanna, I want you to ask yourselves this week if there's anything that you maybe have been gaslighting yourself about that you've been telling yourself shouldn't affect you when it does. Because trauma is stored in the body and if the body is having a reaction, then it's something that needs to be dealt with. And we can't talk ourselves out of it by telling ourselves it's no big deal. So instead of trying to talk yourself out of the feelings and the reactions that you're having, I would like to offer that Maybe you could offer those reactions and those feelings compassion and love and understanding instead. That is what I am doing with myself. It is what I recommend to my clients. It is what I recommend to you also. Until next time, my friends, be well. Hey, so if you're liking what you're hearing on the podcast, you'll definitely want to check out my mailing list. It's where I send all my little tips and tricks for fast-tracking your healing. Plus, I'll send you my breakup survival guide when you subscribe. You can find me at melindagurdoncoaching.com slash subscribe. See you there.